the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. So thank you guys so much again for joining me on today's webinar. We're going to be talking about how to get your internet marketing plan right in 2016, really maximize your lead flow, maximize your profitability. And I want to start by kind of setting the, setting the, the groundwork and ask, have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a dominant presence that positioned you as the top plumbing or HVAC company in your area? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a flood of prospects calling into your business on a consistent basis that found you online? And have you ever wondered what it would be like to know that you had the right online marketing strategy that really helped you to maximize your lead flow so that you didn't have to constantly kind of second guess yourself and wonder, do I have the right strategy in place? Am I doing the right things? Well, that's exactly what I want for you in 2016. I want to give you the confidence that you've got the right plan, that you've got the right strategy. I want to encourage you that what I'm going to be sharing on, on this session today is based on real-world applicable experience. So this isn't one of those cases where I'm talking from a book that I read. This is based on our experience working with literally hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies across the country and internationally, and companies that have gotten their internet marketing right and seen a significant increase in sales, in revenues, in cases over a million dollars per year in revenue. So just feel confident that this is going to be based on real world stuff, not hypothetical. And the other thing is I want you guys to know that this should be a live um, workshop style meeting. So I don't want the hour to pass and you guys to have spent the time and walk away with nothing to show for your time. There's a worksheet that we're going to go through together. I want you to stick with me and kind of go through that worksheet with me as we go so that at the end of this session, you have a plan. You've got very specific action items that you can take action on that will be things you can implement in the next next week, next month, throughout the course of this year to really help you maximize your profitability. Because ideas without action don't accomplish anything. So you're about to discover a blueprint of the most important online marketing mediums that you should be tapping into for your plumbing and HVAC business. How to get your plumbing and HVAC business ranked on page one for the most important keywords in your area, a proven strategy for getting ranked on the Google map, a systematic process for getting more repeat referral business by leveraging social media, and really strategy that's going to help you double, triple, or potentially even 10x the number of leads and calls that you're getting via the web. So I'll just start with a quick briefer. I'd imagine if you're, if you're on this webinar, it's from my invite you probably have a little bit of a background. Maybe you've downloaded our guide before or you've been on one of our previous webinars. But just a quick briefer on who I am and why you should listen. I'm the author of the Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Plumbing Contractors. I've also, in the last year and a half, published a book called How to Triple Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right, written specifically for plumbing and HVAC contractors. I'm an active member of PHCC, QSC, Nexstar, Service Roundtable, ACCA, and have spoken at a lot of the industry events, PHCC, QSC, 
and other events across the country. A lot of my articles on internet marketing have been published in Plumbing and Mechanical, Contractor Magazine, HVAC Insider. And we really are looked at as the experts in internet marketing for the plumbing and HVAC world. But I'd say probably more important than all of that stuff, again, is the fact that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies throughout the country and been able to work with them one-on-one, test things, see what works, see what doesn't. I have access to the analytics data, and I have a team, about 20 people that are working on this all day, every day. And so I'm sharing from real-world example, working with companies just like you. So you can take confidence that what I'm going to share is sound. And again, you know, this is what we do as a company. We've got a a team of 25 people at our office in Miami. We're a real bricks and mortar business. We can and will execute all of this for you if you wanted us to, right? From setting up your website to managing your blog to managing your social media, doing all of the stuff I'm going to be recommending throughout the course of this session. Now, with that said, that's not the purpose of this webinar today. The purpose of this webinar is to give you the insights and give you the ideas so that whether you decide you want to work with us or not, you're going to have a bulletproof plan that you can go out and execute. So I'm excited. I'm really, truly excited about sharing that with you. So let's dive in to your 2016 internet marketing plan. And really where I want to start, I said that this was all going to be based on real world examples and case studies. And I found that the best way to learn is by looking at looking at real world examples. And so I'm just going to start with a company in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And the name of that company is Schuler Services. And they've been around since about 1964. And you see up on the screen, on the left, you've got Greg Joyce. On the right, you've got Jim Joyce. Greg's the father, Jim's the son. And they started the business back in 1964 and, and grew it pretty significantly over the years. They grew it to about uh, 1.5 million around mid-2000, 15 guys, pretty, pretty solid plumbing company in their market in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Now, somewhere along the way, they started to see a decline in the number of leads, the number of sales, and really the growth within their company. And what had happened was they built their company in the Yellow Pages. They had double truck ad in their market. They were very aggressive in that, in that particular marketing medium. And heck, it worked extremely well for them. And that was fantastic. But somewhere along the way, things started to slow down. And that was a major problem because Jim, who had built the business, was excited to have an asset that his son could take over at some point in the future. And they, they both were a little concerned that their marketing strategies weren't working and they needed to figure out what was wrong. And so one of the things that they realized and they picked up on was there had been a transition from offline to online. And listen, if you're on this webinar, this isn't news to you. You're on this webinar because you know internet marketing is where it's at. But for them, this was this was something at that point in time they realized was a major concern. The number one place people used to look when they needed plumbing and HVAC-related services was the Yellow Pages. So they needed to figure out where did the customers go, where were the customers looking when they needed those services. And we know, based on statistics, that those offline searchers or or customers were now looking online. They were going to Google. They were going to Yahoo. They were going to Bing. They were going to Yelp. They were going to Angie's List. And that's really where the customers went. And statistics tell us almost 97% of consumers will use the Internet in some form or fashion when they need to find a new 
plumbing or HVAC related service. And so with that, with that information, obviously they had the question, it's probably the question that you have is how do we own the internet in our area? So that when someone goes to Google or when they go to Angie's List or when they go to some of these online resources, they find our company and we get those leads. And so with that, they went to town and they tried a couple different things. The, the first approach that they attempted was to, was to engage with the Yellow Pages. Yellow Pages had served them well over the years. They had built their business up, like I said, to about a million and a half dollars in revenue. They had a good relationship with their Yellow Page rep. So when that rep came in and said, hey, you're right, our customers are now looking online, we can do online for you. They said, we'll set up your website, we'll get you online, and, you know, it'll be great. So they said, look, let's do it. They signed the, the agreement, and Yellow Pages did what they said, right? They set up a website, and they got them online. But time passed, and they started seeing, man, we're, not, we're really not getting that many more leads, and we're really not seeing any momentum in the growth within our company, and really the challenge and the issue with this particular strategy was Yellow Pages did set them up with a website, but it was a very generic, cookie-cutter, templatized website. So it didn't have any personality. It didn't have much authenticity. And it didn't resonate with customers in a way that would say, wow, I need to choose Shuler Services versus the competition. Now, the other major problem, possibly even the bigger problem with their strategy, was it was ranking, but it was only on YP.com. So when, when a customer would look on Google or Yahoo or one of these other sites, they would search Allentown Plumber, Allentown Plumbing Services, and Shuler Service didn't come up. So that was really a big problem that they weren't ranking online outside of YP.com. And so, of course, they needed to go back to the drawing board and try and find an, an alternative solution. And what they came up against was a company came in that was really heavy on pay-per-click advertising they had a really good sales presentation, nice technology that would show you can see how many calls you got, you can hear recordings, and, you know, look, we're going to get you on pay-per-click, and you're, you're just going to blow up. And so they went with that company, and the company did get them set up on pay-per-click. They did start showing up in the pay-per-click listings in the search engines, but they still weren't seeing a lot of growth. It felt like no matter what they did, whether it was $1,000 or $2,000 or $5,000 a month in pay-per-click advertising, it was just about enough to break even. So it was enough to cover the expense some months. Other months, it was a loss. But either way, it certainly wasn't enough to help them continue to grow like they had in the past. And so the issue with this strategy was they were showing up and paid on Google at this point, which is good. But they were still on a templatized website, the website that Yellow Pages built for them. And that website still didn't have the personality. It didn't have the authenticity. It wasn't going to convert well. And the bigger challenge was it wasn't ranking in the, in the paid listings. And so it wasn't pay, ranking in the organic listings. So when someone typed in Allentown Plumber, Allentown Plumbing, Allentown Emergency Plumber, Allentown Bathroom Remodeling, they weren't showing on the map. They weren't showing up in the organic listings. And, of course, the website still wasn't converting from customer, from visitor to caller. And so now, again, they're, they're, they're still not getting what they're looking for. And they, they got to the place where they realized we need to do something. And really what it boiled down to was they needed to make sure that they were ranking on the search engines for the plumbing-related keywords in their area. 
They needed to make sure that they had a website that would convert well, convert a visitor to a caller. And just to be clear, I've got a little visual up, pay-per-click listings, map listings, organic listings. So when I say pay-per-click, I'm talking about what's highlighted as number one, and that's the, the area above the map and on the side of the map. Those are paid listings. And we'll talk about where that fits into your overall Internet marketing strategy. But for them, really, they needed to make sure they were showing up in the organic and the map listings, parts two and part three. And finally, they were able to get their Internet marketing right. So a, a new website was rolled out that had a lot of personality and a lot of authenticity, right? pictures of the team, pictures of the organization so that people would resonate with them and say, wow, this is a local company here in Allentown. I can see their faces. This is the kind of company that I want to work with. It was also optimized well. So it had pages for all of their services, pages for the cities that they served, and, and other elements that made the website convert. And they started ranking much better in search. When someone typed in Allentown Plumber, Allentown Plumbing, Allentown Drain Cleaning, Allentown Bathroom Remodeling. And what's real cool is the result that followed. And that's really what I want you to see from this example that I'm sharing with you is that if you do and when you do get your internet marketing strategy right, it can have a major impact on your number of leads, on the number of sales, and the profitability in your business. So I pulled up a an, an Google Analytics chart going back to September 2013, and with the strategy they had from the various providers that they tried, they were averaging about 395 visitors per month, which had about a 7% click-to-call ratio, so about 27 calls per month coming in via the Internet, which is not bad. It's not, not enough to really see sustainable growth within the business. Now, fast forward, June 2015, they had 1,900 visitors to their website and were averaging over 228 calls per month. So that's an eight-time increase in the number of visitors, calls, leads, and ultimately the growth within their company. And what that really meant for them was they were able to grow from 1.7 million in 2012 to over 3 million in 2015, almost a million dollar increase in revenues, actually over a million dollar increase. They were able to expand from 16 guys to 23 guys, but probably most importantly is they were able to have the confidence that they had a consistent and sustainable lead flow, something that they could confidently say, okay, we've got this down. We've got the steady flow of business coming in. And know, as Greg, the son, took over the business from, from the father, know that it was a sustainable asset that could be profitable and could be productive well into the future. And so I really want you to think about what it would mean to you. Let's, like, let's shift this to you. What would it mean to you if you could feel confident that you had the right internet marketing strategy and you could see a million-dollar growth in your company and you could really dominate the search engines in your market. And again, really, that's what I want for you in 2016 and going into the future. And I really want to apply this to your business. So what I've done is I've developed a worksheet called the Get Your Internet Marketing Right Worksheet. And you can download that. I have it available if you click up on the right-hand side of this screen. There's a spot where you can download this worksheet. Or you can just jump into another browser tab and go to plumberseo.net slash handout. And I really want you to download this. I want you to 
have it printed in front of you because this is now going to shift into workshop mode. I, again, I don't want you to step away from this meeting feeling like, oh, man, Josh, you know, he was a cool speaker and he shared some cool Internet stuff. I want you to have an action plan and I want you to have enough of a head start to say this is exactly what we need to do now and what we need to do next in order to maximize our lead flow. So I'm going to assume you've got that printed out. You've got it ready to go. If you don't, don't worry. We can track along together, but you will get most value from this presentation if you, if you print that out. And so just looking at this worksheet, where it starts is, do you have a website? And it's 2016. If you've been in business for any period of time, I'm going to imagine and hope that you do have a website. So you can just check box. I have a website, www.mycompany.com. And that's a great start. And you're, you're, you're off to a good start. The next question, though, is a little bit more, more challenging. And that question is, does your website show up in search? And again, when I say does it show up in search, I'm talking about does it show up in the organic non-paid listings in your area? So not the paid listings necessarily, but the map and the organic listings. And not just for your city plumber, your city plumbing, or your city AC repair, your city heating. I want you to really look and take a deep dive. And this is one of the first things you should do this year to get a, to get a, a baseline of where you're at right now. Maybe you're doing great. Maybe there's a lot of room for improvement. But you want to look through the most searched keywords. And so, again, our team spent a lot of time developing and, and working with plumbing and HVAC companies throughout the country. And we've developed a list of the most commonly searched plumbing and HVAC-related keywords. And I'll show you the HVAC list in a moment. But it's much more than just plumber and plumbing. It's your city tankless water heaters, your city leak detection, your city drain cleaning, your city clogged toilet repair your city hydrogen, your, your city backflow testing, all of those different keywords. Think about the services that you provide. And if you'd like to download this keyword list, you can just go to plumberseo.net slash plumbing dash keywords, and you can download a list. Also, if you'd like me and my team to run a report for you to get a sense of where you're at right now and show you, hey, here's where you rank on Google, Yahoo, and Bing for the most important keywords, we will do that for you. Um, you can reach out to us and we'll run that report. Uh, I'll also you know, give you the details on how to schedule that at the end of this session. Alternatively, if you're an HVAC business, you would go to hvacseo.net slash keywords. There we've got a list of the most commonly searched HVAC keywords. So again, the question there is, does your website rank for the most important plumbing and HVAC related keywords in your area? You're not going to be able to checkbox this until you've done some due diligence, until you've done a little bit of homework. And so whether you do this on your own or whether you reach out to us and ask us to run this report for you, that's where I want you to start here in 2016. Awareness precedes change. So you have to be aware of where you're at in terms of the search results before you can make any types of change. So this is step one is Find out where you're ranking, and are you indeed ranking for your most important keywords? The next question is, is your website properly optimized for search? And this is kind of a wild card, right? Because you might not know anything about search engine optimization. You might not know, you know, what, what does that even mean? How would I know if my website's optimized for search? And so I'm just going to spend a couple minutes giving you a backgrounder on what does it mean? How could you look at your website 
and clearly state, yep, it looks like we're pretty well optimized or no, we need to spend some more time on this particular area. And so I've got a visual up for you, and this is just your, your standard plumbing or HVAC website where Google might look at your website, and they're going to look at three things to determine what your site's about and what it should be potentially ranking for. And it looks at the title tag, which is what's up in that bar at the very top of any web page on any browser, the H1 tag, and then the content. And so just as an example, if you're a plumbing company serving Miami, Florida, then you would want that title tag to say something or somewhere in there, Miami plumber. And then the H1, you'd want to say something with Miami plumber, your trusted Miami plumber or the best Miami plumber. And then the content, and this is really the new thing that's happened in 2016 that you need to be aware of, is that the content needs to be interesting. It needs to be compelling. You don't want to spam your keyword, Miami Plumber, 100 times into the content on the page. You need to write good, compelling content because Google's paying very close attention to user experience optimization. And they're looking at what's somebody doing when they get to your website. Are they spending some additional time drilling down? Are they browsing around the site? And to the extent that you have good content that leads your customer down a path and speaks to their biggest needs and desires, then your on-page experience is going to be good. And that's going to actually help with your rankings. But that, I mean, that's pretty basic is looking at your title and your H1. And do you have good usage of your keyword in that particular area? The next thing is you want to make sure that you have pages for your most important services. So I shared a list with you of the top 50 or so plumbing and HVAC related keywords. And the fact is, if you want to rank for all of those different keywords, you need to have more pages on your site because every page in your website can really only be optimized for between one and two keyword combinations. So if you want to rank for 50 keywords, you're probably going to need at least 25 to 40 pages. And that means a page for drain cleaning and a page for hydrojetting and a page for backflow testing and a page for tankless water heaters combined with your city. And on those service pages, you want to do the same optimization, right? So up in the title tag, if it's the drain cleaning page, you want the title to say Miami Drain Cleaning Services and the H1 to say something like your trusted Miami drain cleaning experts. And then you want to have good, unique, quality content not used anywhere else on the internet, but unique to you and your company, talking about why somebody should choose you to handle their drain cleaning service. Does that make sense? Are you guys all with me? Perfect. Any questions, feel free to put them in the chat box, and I'll do my best to, to address them as we go. So you want to have pages for each of your services, and then beyond that, in order to be optimized, you want to have pages for each of the subsidies that you operate in. We find that most plumbing and HVAC companies serve between a, a 25 and 50 mile radius. So within that 25 to 50 mile radius, there's lots of little subsidies and subtowns, right? So if you're in Falls Church, Virginia, then you might serve Alexandria and McLean and Vienna and Fairfax and Centerville. And if you want to rank in those small cities and in those surrounding towns, well, then you need to have a page on your website for each one of those cities. And you want to make sure that you optimize those with the right title tag, with the right H1 tag, with good, unique content. And this is the caveat or the thing that you need to pay close attention to that can actually get you in trouble. 
If you set up these city pages, but you don't make unique content from one city to the next, that could be perceived to Google as duplicate content or, or a doorway page. And those pages can actually get dropped out of the search results or worse, they can bring the entire domain, your entire website down a notch in search. So if you're going to play the game of having these subsidy pages, you need to invest the time to make sure that those pages are completely unique. And there's some cool tools that you can use, like Nearby Now, where you can dynamically add content to those city pages. And really, that's just a function of your, your technicians installing an app on their phone. And as they're going about their day, whether they're in Centerville or Fianna or Fairfax, they check in, they type a brief description, and through the, the wonderful technology that exists, that information can automatically pass to those city pages. And it's a great way to create unique, hyper-local content that will really help get those sub-city pages ranked better in search. So that's high level. You know, are you properly optimized for the search engines? And listen, there's encyclopedias on this topic, and there's you know, college level degree programs that you can get in internet marketing and search engine optimization. But I'm just focusing on the 80-20 principle, right? The 20% of things that you can do that will generate 80% of the result. And so you can look at your website and say, okay, do we have our keyword in the title tag, not just on the home page, but on the city pages and on the service pages? Do we have pages for each of our services? Do we have pages for the surrounding cities? Are the pages on those or is the content on those pages completely unique? And are you using some type of tool like Nearby Now, for instance, to help generate dynamic content? That way, these pages are constantly being updated. I can tell you, if you've got those bases under control, you're off to a great start. You've got a great foundation for Google adding you to their search results for your keywords in your service area. So the next section on this, and really the next thing we want to think about is, is your website optimized for conversion? And you might say, well, what, what the heck is conversion? Conversion is, is somebody that gets to your website taking the action that you want them to take. And as a plumbing and HVAC business, the action you want them to take is to pick up the phone and call your office or to fill out a web form. And it's really important that some time is spent thinking about conversion because you can have a great SEO strategy. You can rank on page one for almost all your keywords. But if your website isn't compelling and it's not interesting and it doesn't resonate with the customer in a way that causes them to, to convert, then it was all for naught. So you need to really spend some time thinking about conversion and making sure that your website is optimized to convert from visitor to caller. So I'm just going to share some best practices and some things we've found that can have a huge impact on your conversion rates. The first, and this, you know, these are kind of basic, obvious things, but if I look at 10 plumbing and HVAC websites, eight of them will be missing at least a handful of these elements. So the first is to make sure you have your phone number somewhere in the header on your website. So that's the top section on your website on every page. So whether they're on the home page, the About Us page, or the drain cleaning page, they don't have to browse around. They don't have to scroll down. They know that right up in the header, they can find your phone number and they can dial your office. 
The next is having some type of web submission form, whether it's on the Contact Us page or in the sidebar on the site. You want to make it easy for people that aren't in a state that they can pick up the phone, and some people aren't. They might be at work, and they're not in a position to call, but they're obviously on your website because they need plumbing or HVAC-related services. Give them a form where they can type in their name, their email address, their phone number, and a brief description of what's going on. You'll find some percentage of your customers without a web form as an option to communicate with you will leave and go somewhere else. So you want to have some type of web form available on your site. And the other huge conversion element that you're probably missing, and a lot of companies are, is authenticity. So authenticity for me is real pictures, real videos of the owner, of the team, of the trucks, of the real people that represent your company. The fact is, people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So they might not know you, but if they get to a website and they see real pictures, that resonates at a different level than a stock photo. And so the majority of the plumbing and HVAC websites I get to, they've got these really generic imagery, picture of a plumber holding a wrench, picture of a smiling family, and that's fine. It might look pretty, but it's not going to resonate the same way. It's not going to convert nearly as well. So get real authentic images onto your website, and you'll see a dynamic increase in the number of calls and the number of leads that come from the same amount of traffic. Leverage your authority symbols. So when I say authority symbols, I'm talking about your Angie's List badge and your BBB um, rating and the number of reviews that you have from different sources. Customer gets to your website. They've got one thing in their mind, and that's, is this somebody that I can trust? And if they don't feel like they can trust you, they're going to hit the back button and they're going to leave. And so how can you make it easier for them to trust you? Well, since Angie's List and BBB and these other organizations have invested millions and millions of dollars building up trust equity and people see the logo, they feel confident in it, and it subconsciously lowers their fear of doing business, you want to have those prominently displayed on your website because it's going to make you, your site more trustworthy. And probably the biggest element, though, is social proof. That's what are other customers that have used your services saying about you? And so you want to have on open display something that showcases all of the great feedback that your company's gotten. And there are great tools that, that can do this. There's Review Buzz, there's Customer Lobby, there's Nearby Now, there's BirdEye. Um, you know, these are all good tools, but really the key is to make sure that you have a mechanism to showcase. Look at all the fantastic reviews we have. So on the on the screenshot I've got up, you can see there's a bubble that shows 145 online reviews. And, and you want to make sure that you're showcasing reviews that have, again, authenticity. So one of the things that used to be common was just to get written testimonials and paste them on the website and just have anonymous text. Well, nowadays, that text almost goes into white noise. It's not trustworthy. It's like, okay, anybody could have put that text on the page and made whatever they wanted to make up up. To really make your testimonials and your social proof sticky and believable you want to have a picture of the person that wrote the review. You want to have their name listed in the city that they're in, and you want to tie it back to the source. 
So where did that review come? Did it come from Yelp? Did it come from Angie's List? Did it come from Google Maps? Because to the extent that you're showing real authentic testimonials and you can tie it back to a public source, that's a lot more believable than just some random text that's whatever you want it to write. So, the, I mean, these are the key things that will have a huge impact on your conversion rate. And, and last but not least from a conversion perspective is to make sure that your website is mobile optimized and mobile friendly. There's almost 4.8 billion people walking around with, with mobile phones, and that number is increasing all the time. And three out of five customers search for local services on their smartphone. If I look at the analytics for our clients across the country, I'm seeing that upwards of 35 to 40% of visitors are coming to the site via mobile device. So you really want to be paying attention to this. You want to make sure that you have an easy-to-navigate experience for the customer. And really, what does this mean to be mobile optimized? All it really means is that when somebody pulls up your website from their phone, do they get something that fits right in the palm of their hand, or do they have to pinch the screen in order to get it? And more importantly, can they click a button and dial your office, or do they have to write the phone number down and then rekey it into their phone? Those last two are the kiss of death. Google has a report that says 40% of mobile customers turn to a competitor site after a bad mobile experience. So bad mobile experience, pinch the screen, can't click the button to call. If 40% of your traffic is coming from mobile searchers or mobile mobile browsers, and 40% of those have a bad experience, they're going to leave. So on your worksheet, if you've pulled up your website and you're not mobile optimized, this is critical 911 Put a star next to it on your worksheet, circle it, highlight it. This is essential that you get this squared away. And I probably wouldn't let a few more days pass without getting that particular issue resolved. And so we we have developed a, a, a cheat sheet on how to optimize your website for conversion, kind of drilling down on more of the specifics of what you can do within your website to maximize conversion. And if you want to download that, you can just go to plumberseo.net slash cheat sheet. And I'll be sending all of these resources to you after the meeting. So don't feel like you have to go and try and download this right now. But that's plumberseo.net slash cheat sheet. There you can you can download a little PDF document that clearly shows you the key elements that are going to help maximize your conversion rates. So how are we doing? I just want to check in with you guys real quick. You know, I'm trying to go quick. I'm trying to add value, but I don't want to go too quick, and I don't want to miss any questions. So let's see. Amir has a question. Why would I want to use Angie's List or BBB to trust the clients or to trust my company? Well, Amir, you're not really buying it. If If you're in Angie's List business and you happen to have won the Angie's List um, Angie's List Best of Award, there's no reason you wouldn't put that on your site. And same thing for BBB. It's You want to use things that are going to lower the customer's fear and lower their lack of confidence. And so if your website's really cool and it's got lots of great information, but it doesn't have anything that they can anchor to, like BBB or you know, like Consumer's Choice Award or something like that, it just does not help um, as well as it could. Beautiful. So we'll, we'll keep going. Feel free to hit me with questions like that. I'll try my best to address them as we go. 
Well, I mean, to this point, we've really covered a lot about how to set up your website for organic search. We've talked about how to build a website that's going to convert well. And in all reality, that's only about 20% of the battle, right? You can have a great website. It can be perfectly optimized, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be ranking on page one. And so it doesn't really mean that you're going to be getting very much traffic. So what you want to make sure is that you have somebody that's proactively building authority for your company. And I would say this is our webinar on how to get your internet marketing right in 2016, right? In 2014 and 13, the stuff we covered was, was really important and it was critical. And maybe some of you already have this stuff in place. You've got a good website and you've got pages for your services in your cities. And you feel like you've got a pretty good website that's got personality and it's going to convert well, but you're still not getting the result that you want. And I can tell you it's because you haven't done the necessary effort and you don't have somebody consistently doing the necessary effort to build your authority. This is really where the rubber meets the road. This is what's going to determine whether you've got a cool website that gets no traffic and no calls, whether you've got a great website that ranks well and generates hundreds of calls every single month. And so you need to make sure that you're focused on building that authority. And really, at the end of the day, the things that's going to determine whether you're on page seven or page one is your authority. And your authority is driven by the number of links to your site, the number of citations that you have, the number of online reviews that you have, and the quality of the content, which drives the user experience, which Google's looking at in order to determine whether your website should be considered as a top contender for the rankings. And so you have to be thinking, am I developing new content on a consistent basis? Am I building quality, relevant, inbound links? So this is another thing that's changed in the last couple of years. Used to be just whoever has the most inbound links wins. The fact is now it's about who has the most relevant inbound links. And there's, there's a gap that I'm seeing in the plumbing and HVAC world where companies really did get a lot of links, plumbing and HVAC companies specifically, and now they're not ranking where they used to. A lot of the companies I talk with were at one point number one for almost all their keywords, and today they're not ranking for anything. And that might be your situation. You might be wondering, what, what happened to my rankings? What did, I, what did I do wrong? Well, Google rolled out two major algorithmic updates. They rolled out Penguin and Panda. One of them dealt with spam. The other one dealt with links. And if you have a lot of links pointed to your website that aren't relevant to home services, they aren't relevant to your local area, Google sees that as spammy links. And spammy links actually result in a penalization of your website. So two things really need to be done regardless of whether that's your situation or not. A review of your links needs to be done. And there are tools like Ahrefs and Majestic SEO that you can put in your website address and it will spit out a report and say, look, you've got 2,300 links and it will help you see whether you have a problem with bad links. But more than likely, you just don't have enough links and you don't have enough authority. So you need to be proactively building new links and new citations and new authority for your site. So I've got a visual up. It just kind of high level explains some of the low hanging fruit, the obvious things that you can do in order to, to get links. And the first is just being in the online directories like City Search and Yelp.com and eLocal Plumber. The other is being in the major associations that you're involved with. So if you're part of QSC, if you're part of 
NextStar, if you're part of any of these organizations, they have member sections on their websites where you can add yourself and you can get a link back to your website. You can put together affiliate linking um, to local companies that you refer business to. So as a local plumbing company, you might refer to the damage restoration company. You might refer to the electrical company. You might refer to um, an HVAC company. And so they have websites. You could tell them, hey, look, I'm going to add a link to your website on my resources section. Why don't you add a link to mine? And, you know, this is one of those, you know, potential um, reciprocal link situations that, that would be frowned upon. But if this is a local company and you literally do refer business back and forth, and this is a value-add resource section on your site, this is a, a completely above-board thing to do, and it will actually help build your authority. Now, don't start adding every local business in the in your market and go crazy with it because then that's going to actually get you in trouble instead of helping you. And so I've got that that circle of link opportunities just because it's such an abstract concept. When someone says, I need to get inbound links, what does that even mean? So having this visual, I think, will help anchor in your mind. Okay, that's what you mean. I can go get a link from uh, my local chamber of commerce, or I can create a blog post and put it on thisoldhouse.com and have them publish it, which will drive a link back to my website. I want to help you move from the abstract to practical so you can really see the opportunities. But really the, the best link building strategy you can do and the, like the most effective thing that we're finding to, to work really well is what I call competitive link acquisition. And that's the process of looking at the companies that rank best in your market, the guys that have the top five positions, and then use tools like Ahrefs and Majestic SEO to look at their link profile. So you can run a report and see what links they have. And obviously, if they're ranked on page one and they're the dominant player in your market, then you could really just go out and get those same or similar links pointed back to your website. Now, that's a little bit of a manual process, a little bit tedious, but it's a surefire way, assuming you've got a good website with good content, to build your authority and take things to the next level. So just kind of a, a ninja tactic there. It's called competitive link acquisition, and it works exceptionally well. And you have to be creating good quality content on a consistent basis. So you need to be writing articles about the benefits of trenchless or why you might want to consider this type of indoor quality product or something about how cool it is to have these digital thermostats, right? You know what's going on with you in your industry. You have subject matter expertise. And so you or somebody on your team or somebody that you work with needs to be coming up with relevant topics, writing content, putting it on your website on an ongoing basis because that builds your authority. And that authority, again, is the is the critical element that's going to determine whether you're ranking on page one or somewhere way down the list. And so, I mean, this one is probably for most of you in 2016, really the most important thing to focus on. You've probably got a website. You've probably done some type of optimization. But the thing you need to focus on now is building your authority so that you can move from where you're at to a strong page one position for these important keywords. You guys with me? With me? Is that making sense? So I got a couple questions here. I'm just going to stop and, and check in with um, awesomeness. Thank you for putting your your name. That's a cool name. 
Um, can you put the names of the link building and auditing websites in the chat box? I don't want to stop right now and type those in. I'll send an email after this with additional resources. And so I'll send in there the link to download the keyword list, the the link to download um, the, the checklist for optimizing your website for conversion. And I'll, I'll include those tools for doing that, that link research. But Travis put them in there for you. White Spark and Majestic SEO. Thanks, Travis. That, that helps. But I will send an email out after the fact. Mark was asking how many pages of info is ideal for a website. And that's a great question. Thanks for asking, Mark. Ideally, you want to have pages for each of your services and pages for at least the top 10 cities in your service area. Um, and you might say, well, I, I've got a lot more than 10 cities in my 25-mile radius. You know, what I find is if you go too deep with that, you're going to wind up with a lot of pages and it's really going to be counterproductive. So what you want to do is find the top 10 cities in your market that have the most population, that have the right demographics, the right homeowners that you actually want to go out and serve, and then create pages for those. And so usually what you're looking at is if you've got 25 plumbing services and you've got 10 cities, probably somewhere between 35 and 60 pages to be really effective and have the right content. So I hope that helps, Mark. If you need more details on that, let me know. Okay. So moving forward, Google Maps is still here to play, and it's still extremely important. There's some question about the future of Google Maps. Google's doing some testing with Google Home Services, and they recently um, have started some type of partnership with Home Advisor, the lead generation service, to, to potentially work with or potentially replace Google Maps. So that's that's a big question. That's going to be a huge um, thing to look at in 2016 and just something to plant the seed. You know, Google is doing something with HomeAdvisor. We're not sure to what extent just yet. So if you're not signed up on HomeAdvisor, and I know those lead services aren't the highest quality leads and it's not the kind of business that you want to attract, and you don't want to build your business on Home Advisor leads. I would still say set up a Home Advisor account, set the the buying budget on leads to practically nothing, just so that you've got yourself set up and you're in position in case Google flips a switch to to have it all driven by by Google Maps. But with that said, one of the number one places your customers look when they need plumbing and HVAC services on Google is the Google Map listings. And Google's transitioned it from seven down to three. Now, the main question I get all the time is, well, how does I, how do I get my company ranked on that Google map in those top three listings? And there's, there's really three core elements that go into getting ranked on the Google map. And listen, I can show you literally hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies that we have on page one in those top three listings on Google maps in their city. So this is proven, and this strategy works extremely well. So listen up. You know, Reperk, I know it's been, we're about 45 minutes into this, so come back to me. Remain engaged. I promise this is going to be valuable information. The first is to make sure that you have a claimed and optimized Google My Business listing. Now, Google's changed this from Google Maps to Google Places to, to whatever, but right now it's at google.com slash business, and there you're going to claim a map listing. Most of you have a map listing, what I'm finding, though, is you have it claimed by some third party. 
you've got a, a guy that helps you out one day, or you've got a secondary company that, that you're working with, and you don't know what your Google map listing is. So what you want to do is reach out to that company, reach out to that person, and make sure that you know what the main Google account that controls your Google My Business listing, because it's real important. This is your kind of your digital online home base. And you can have a lot of stuff outsourced, and that's fine, but you also want to know what's going on on home base. So on your worksheet, put a little star. I need to get access to my Google account, login, track it down, get it. It's that important. Now, on that Google My Business listing, you want to make sure that it's fully optimized and that it's got all of the right elements, right? You've got the pictures in there. You've got the videos in there. You've got a good description. You've got the right category selected. And be careful not to overdo it with the naming mechanism. So if your company is the plumbing doctor, make sure that the title that's listed is the plumbing doctor and not your city plus plumbing and then the plumbing doctor. A lot of SEO companies went a little overboard with how they named, and that could be causing you to drop out of the Google My Business listings. So the second key element, though, is having a lot of online citations or references of your company's name, address, and phone number. And so that means being in Google and Angie's List and City Search and Yelp.com and Best of the Web and Hot Frog and all of these different online sites, not necessarily with paid listings, but at least with a free listing so that when Google looks to see where your company's referenced, to see how authoritative you are, they see you referenced all over the place in all of these different online directories. And the critical element is to make sure that you're consistently referenced the same way. So if your company name is The Plumbing Doctor at 12556 10th Street, then you want to make sure that that same name, that same address, and that same phone number is used all throughout the web. Because one of the things that will hurt you is if there's inconsistency and that there's fragmentation of how you're being referenced across the Internet. So this is another thing to pay real close attention to is that you've got consistency of your name, address, and phone number. And the third critical element really is online reviews, public reviews from your real customers in your true service area on public sites like Yelp, like Angie's List, like CitySearch, like YP.com, like Facebook. Because if you've got a properly claimed My Business listing, you've got lots of citations on the important online directories consistently referencing your name, address, and phone number, all other things being equal, the main things Google's got to look at to determine, is this the top plumbing company or the top HVAC company in this market, is the online reviews. And so you need to have a proactive strategy for getting new online reviews from your real customers in your true service area. And there's a lot of different tools that can, that can do this for you. Again, some of the best that I've seen are nearby now. BirdEye, there's cool tools like uh, Review Buzz and Customer Lobby. There's a lot of them out there. Really what I want you to focus on is make sure that you're using something that will allow you to send an email after every service call, thanking the customer for their business and providing them direct links to the places where they can go ahead and write you an online review. So I'm just going to share a three-part review acquisition strategy that we've seen work really well. The first is to have a review request card printed up, just like a business card, and have it printed to say, hey, we really appreciate your business and would love it if you'd write us a review. And on the back, to write us a review, go to yourcompany.com slash 
review us, for instance, and have your technicians say, hey, you know, I, I get gauged and my performance is gauged on the feedback from our customers. And if you had a good experience today, I, w- I would really appreciate if you just take a couple minutes and, and write me a review, right? And have them leave that card with the customer. So that's step one. Step two is to use a tool like Nearby Now or one of these one of these tools where you're entering the name and email address of the customer and email goes to them. So they're also getting a message in their inbox that says the same thing. Hey, we really appreciate your business. Love it if you'd like it, write us a review. Click here to write us a review. And those two things will take you a long ways down the path to having a consistent process for getting online reviews. But I'm finding that's really not enough. As I look at our client base and I look at the customers that have thousands of reviews versus the ones that just have a handful, and I'm talking about companies doing similar service calls, right? They're doing the same amount of service calls. One gets a ton. The other only gets a handful. And I really think that that third element, the thing that really bridges the gap is do you have somebody in the office that's going to follow up on that process? So don't just hide behind the technology. Yes, use the tool, submit the request for review, but then have somebody in your office that will call the customer afterwards. And, you know, if you've got a happy call process, this kind of goes in tandem with that. Hey, just wanted to follow up. Make sure that your service call the other day went well. Okay, great. Hey, the other thing is we just sent you an email with a link to, to have you write a review. Did you get that? You know, if you don't mind, can you take a couple seconds and just open that up and I can walk you through the process? I can assure you if you've got a challenge with having online reviews and you start to do this, you're going to see a significant increase in the velocity of online reviews. So if you have less than 10 reviews online right now, I would suggest start doing something like that, at least in the interim, at least until you're over that 10 review hump. And then you can decide whether you want to cool back and just let the systems do what they do. But the, that, that process in tandem has proven to drive great, great results. And again, reviews are going to help not just with your Google Map listings, and that's, that's important. They're also going to help with conversion. They're going to make it easier for customers to confidently say, boom, this is the company I want to work with because they've got this great authenticity. They've got this great website. They've got, they've got this great content. They showed up where I was looking, and look at what all of their past customers are saying about them. And so that's really where we're at in terms of getting ranked on the Google Maps. You have to have a claimed map listing. You have to properly optimize it. You have to make sure that there's consistency of your name, address, and phone number across the web. You want to be getting online reviews on a consistent basis, and you want a systemized process. Don't just expect that people are going to have a good experience and take the next step to write a review. Put something in place that systematically thanks the customer and asks them to write a review. Are you guys still with me? I see that you guys are hanging in. I, I hope this is great value. If you guys are if you guys are getting use out of this and you're enjoying it, let me know. Okay, so let's keep let's keep going and let, let's go to the next step, which is: Are you active on social media? You know, when I talk to plumbing and HVAC companies across the country, most of them. They, 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 they realize that social media is big, right? They see the power of Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, and they're, they're seeing that there's lots and lots of people on there. But in their mind, they're like, I, you know, Josh, this is great. You know, this is where people go where they want to look at pictures of their grandkids or they want to know what's going on. 
but they don't they don't really connect the dots on how is this social media going to make me more money? How is this going to drive more calls? And I really feel like the most powerful use for social media right now, going into 2016 for a plumbing and HVAC company, is the power to drive more repeat and referral business. Because I just want you to stop and think for a second. Where does most of your business come from right now? Not lead generation, but really, where does your business, what's the lifeblood of your company? And I'm going to imagine that you're telling me, yeah, it's from past customers using us again. It's from people that have referred us to their friends. And and that's how it should be. If you've got a good quality service business that's going to grow and it's going to be sustainable, the bedrock of your company is repeat and referral business. And so you can use social media to, to really engage that social media and take things to the next level. Because the average Facebook user has 135 friends and is checking in between six and nine times per day. So if you can get your real customers, and that's this is the, the critical part, I don't want you to tap into phantom cyberspace social people. I want you to get your real customers because you're a real customer that you just installed a water heater for, you just repaired their AC, is on Facebook. Regardless of the age, for the most part, they're on Facebook. They're looking at pictures of the grandkids. They're posting what's going on in their life, but they're on Facebook. And so if you can get them to press the like button, by virtue of that like, they've exposed you to their 135 friends. So the people that are also on Facebook that are their closest sphere of influence now see that they like your company. And that has power, the power to potentially help drive referral business. They've also given you permission to remain top of mind. They're checking in between six to nine times per day. By pressing like, they've given you the ability to be in their Facebook feed where they see you again and again. And so if you've got a proactive strategy where you're updating social media on a consistent basis and they're seeing you, let's just say they're seeing you once or twice a week. Do you think if somebody sees you once or twice a week, just even subconsciously, they're more likely to use you again in the future? Absolutely. Do you think that they're more likely to remember you when their grandmother says, oh, you know what? I've got a broken pipe. I need somebody to call. And the answer is absolutely. So that's what I want you to think of social media for. There's a lot of cool things coming down the road. There's a lot of fun targeting stuff that we can do and we can talk about. But the foundational principle and the foundational thing I want you to do with social media in 2016 is make sure that you have your profile set up, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn, and then make sure that you've got a proactive strategy where you're updating on a consistent basis. You want to be updating your social profiles at least three to five times per week. And you don't necessarily need to do it more because, especially as it relates to Facebook, Google, last year, they implemented an edge rank algorithm. And if people aren't engaging with what you're posting, if they're not liking it, if they're not commenting on it, then you're going to have a very low edge rank. And even if you post it every day, it's not going to show up in their feed. So you need to make sure that you post a little bit less frequently, but you post things that are interesting. And don't just post things like coupons and discounts. Social media is a social platform Again, people were there to, to kind of engage with their friends and see what's going on with their family. So what I found to be most effective is pictures of authentic stuff happening in your company, pictures of you guys on the job, pictures of a team picnic. 
that's going to show up in their social feed. They're going to find it interesting, and they're not going to immediately unlike you on social media. So that's what I want you to do from social media. If you don't have your profiles, definitely get them set up. If you're not posting consistently, put somebody in charge of it. Get a company that can help handle that for you, but make sure that you're taking advantage of it because the power, again, of, of repeat referral business. The next is, is are you leveraging email marketing? And by email marketing, I'm talking about do you have some type of system in place, whether it's constant, constant contact or MailChimp or one of these tools where you're collecting the names and email addresses of your customers, and are you pushing out an email to them at least once per month? If you're not, you're leaving a lot of money on the table because the fact is, the easiest customer to sell to is the one that you've done business with in the past. And you've invested the time and the energy to get the customer to call you, to get the customer to do some business with you. If you don't follow up with them, you're going to miss that repeat and referral opportunity. And email is just so low cost. It's, it's really pretty simple to gather the emails and push out an email blast once a month and improve your top of mind awareness and drive that repeat and referral business. So I'll, I'll give an example. Um, one of the companies that um, I interviewed for our podcast is Daniel Cordova Plumbing. They're in the California market. And uh, Daniel grew his company from zero to over a million dollars in a very short period, something like two years. And he's seen even more significant growth since then. And when I was talking with him and asking, so tell me your secret. Tell me what worked. Obviously, he talked about Internet marketing as a key strategy. He talked about Yelp as a key strategy. But really, he felt like the main thing that was driving the, the growth of his company was email marketing. I was like, help me understand that. What are, you, what are you talking about? And all he was doing was every customer, every prospect, everybody that reached out to his company, he gathered their name and their email address and he put it into a system. And then he sent out an email blast once a month and a little bit different as opposed to just sending out a coupon, he sent a personality-based email newsletter. So information about what's going on in the local market, a picture of Daniel, the owner, you know, here's his favorite recipe or here's what he's doing this weekend. And I know that that sounds extremely cheesy and it sounds extremely unuseful. But the fact is people like to see that kind of thing. They like to peek behind the curtain. And that's how you build a relationship with your list. And even though Daniel might not have ever spent much time with these customers, they started to know, like, and trust him. And he became their guy. This was the guy they were going to call and this was the guy they were going to refer and so the, the moral of this story is make sure that you're sending an email out. Very low cost, very high impact, and don't just send the standard templatized email. Use some personality. Put some pictures of you. Put some personality-based content in that email if you want to get the most bang for your buck. I'm getting some good feedback in the comments. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you cheering me on in here. Um, Amir hates Yelp, and that's fine. I'm not going to talk a lot about Yelp right now. Um, Lori says, awesome. Ed says, great stuff. Bill says, great content. Um, thank you. Lori's got a question. She's asking, where should I? Where should your first 10 reviews be posted? Which site, or does it matter? We've got a couple of Facebook, a couple on Yelp, et cetera. You know, depending upon your market, I would say you want those 10 reviews on Google as soon as possible. And, you know, you can't push everybody down the Google channel because they have to have a Google profile. 
and they have to be a legitimate Google user. But, I mean, really, you want to build up those 10 on Google, and then from there, if you're an Angie's List user and you're really actively advertising on the Angie's List, you need to be well above 10 in order to be competitive on that particular platform. In a lot of markets like California, um, Yelp is pretty powerful. In Texas, Yelp is pretty powerful. Um, you want to build up reviews there as well. So you want to kind of di- diversify that. Good, good question. So the question on, the, on this particular section of our, of our worksheet is, are you leveraging email? Are you sending an email after requesting a review? Do you send an email after a couple of days to get them to engage with you on social media? And are you pushing out at least one email blast a month to remain top of mind? Because if you're not, this is a big impact area for you, and you should highlight it, and you should make it part of your plan sometime in 2016 to start using email because it's going to be great. It's going to be extremely powerful for you in your company. And so from there, I really, you know, I want to check in and make sure that you've thought about how strong the foundation of your internet marketing strategy is. And so I've got this this little visual up, and it's got all the different things you can do from an internet marketing perspective, from SEO to pay-per-click to social media to lead buying services to being in online directories like Angie's List and Yelp. And all of that is great, but it can be real confusing in terms of sequence. What should you be focused on now? What should you be concentrated on? And I like to to think of it as a pyramid. And I've got a pyramid visual up for you, kind of going from the bottom and moving up. The base of the pyramid is organic, goes to social, goes to paid directories and pay-per-click. And the reason I say that is because if you don't have a good organic presence, you don't have a strong website that converts well, then you're going to be not converting well on any of the paid listings that you're doing, and you're not going to have a good strategy. And the fact is, most people, when they're looking for plumbing and HVAC-related services, click straight on the organic listings. So that's your lowest cost, highest value customer that you can get. And so that's why I say you want to make sure you've got the organic side of the equation down packed and that you've got a good social strategy, leveraging email and social media to drive repeat and referral business before you're spending too, too much money on other channels. And then, of course, once that foundation is strong, then you should start looking at some of the paid online marketing opportunities. But in most cases, what I see is this pyramid that I'm showing you is inverted. The company's heavily invested in pay-per-click advertising. They're heavily invested in Angie's List and YP.com. And they've got all of this stuff in place, but their foundation is weak. And so they, they are not getting a good ROI and they're not seeing great returns online. And I tell them, look, it's because you don't have the focus on the right area. So I'm all for paid online advertising. I'm all for those other advertising opportunities, but not before you're ranking well organically and not before your website's converting really well into customers. Because once you have that down, everything else you do is going to be significantly more effective. And so there's a lot of different paid advertising opportunities that you can look at and you can take advantage of. You know, the ones that we found to be most effective within the plumbing and HVAC space, Google AdWords and pay-per-click advertising works extremely well when it's done correctly. I'm going to spend a couple minutes drilling down on what you can do to maximize the effectiveness of your pay-per-click advertising. The next is Angie's List. And I know some of you will yell at the screen and say, no, that's garbage. I hate Angie's List. I get into these arguments all the time. But 
you know, in working with some highly successful plumbing and HVAC companies throughout the country, um, in a lot of cases, they're on Angie's list. They're getting a good ROI. They might not love Angie, but it's a good source of good quality customers. Um, being on YP.com, not a lot of people go there, but it's still a viable place. And, and Yelp.com, depending upon your market. Again, in markets like California and Texas, and I know it's expanding in certain areas, it's good. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Yelp.com ranks pretty well in organic search. In almost any market in the country, you type in whatever, Austin Plumber, and somewhere in that list is Yelp. So Yelp's got a lot of traffic. They're spending a lot of money advertising to get people to look at their directory. You want to show up where your customers are looking, and Yelp is a very active directory within plumbing and HVAC. Third, and you know, almost as critical as anything else, is the way their advertising platform works is once somebody gets to your listing, if you're not a paid advertiser, the paid advertisers are going to show up right within your listing. And so it makes it hard for you to convert that visitor, right? Because they're seeing all of the competitors and they're being drawn in a different direction. Now, as an advertiser, you're able to not have people advertising on yours and you're able to advertise on theirs. And I can only say based on the fact that I've heard other companies that have actually done this and they're getting pretty solid results. It depends upon the market. Obviously, you're not going to win or lose based on Yelp. I'm talking about once your foundation's strong, once you're getting a good solid lead flow and business is going in a very positive direction, and you want to say, what else should we be tapping into? What else can have an impact to move the needle? These are some channels that can work really well. And if I talk to if I talk to 10 plumbing and HVAC companies and ask them, what's your experience with pay-per-click? Nine of them will tell me pay-per-click is the biggest waste of money I've ever done, right? I invested tens of thousands of dollars. I lost the money and I got no return on investment. And I I feel your pain. But I want to encourage you that if you do pay-per-click advertising correctly and you've got a good foundation, you know, you've got a good, strong website that's got great copy, that's got personality, that's going to convert a visitor to a caller, you can get a great return on investment from pay-per-click advertising. And better, you can have a scalable model, right? You can really scale the investment that you make in pay-per-click advertising, making sure that your cost per lead is in line, and you can scale it so that as you look to go from a million to a million and a half or a million and a half to two million, you've got the lever that you can push, say, okay, I need more leads or things are slow. We need to drive more calls. Pay-per-click is a great way to augment that lead flow and really take things to the next level. Now, the reason most pay-per-click campaigns fail is because the people setting them up fail to understand the way that the AdWords auction process works. Most people think it's just a function of bid, right? Well, if I pick plumbing and plumbing services and emergency plumber and drain cleaning, and I outbid my competition, then I'm going to get the clicks and I'm going to get the calls. Well, the fact is Google actually has a quality score element to their pay-per-click advertising. And what that quality score means is if you're more relevant, then you can pay less on a per-click basis and still retain top placement in the paid listings. And so by breaking your Google AdWords campaign into ad groups in a strategic way, and the only way this works is if you're dealing with somebody that really understands the plumbing and HVAC space and can break plumbing into 10 or 15 different ad groups 
or HVAC into six or seven ag groups, can you get the best results? Because you take, instead of, let's just say drain cleaning and grouping that with all of your keywords and landing them on the homepage, you take drain cleaning and you write a specific text ad for drain cleaning and you land them not on your homepage, but a, a page that talks about drain cleaning and you've got a special offer that specifically deals with drain cleaning. Well, of course, you're going to have a higher quality score. And you're going to have a better conversion rate. And so, again, if you if you do it right and you've got the right strategy behind pay-per-click advertising, it can be really effective. And so are you taking advantage of some of these paid online advertising channels? And if you're already doing Google AdWords and, and pay-per-click advertising, ask the company you're working with to break down your ad groups for you. Show me what ad groups we're targeting. Show me the text ads. Show me the landing pages. Because any amount of money spent on pay-per-click without the right strategy isn't going to be generating the return on investment that it could or that it should. So, you know, if you're at that level where you've got a good website, it's converting well, you're trying to maximize your lead flow, and you're spending some money on pay-per-click, whether it's through a third party or you're doing it in-house, this is a key, key, key component for you. I want you to circle that AdWords advertising campaign. I want you to say, look, this is the main thing we need to concentrate on right now. We need to go look at how this is set up and make sure that we're maximizing the ROI in this particular area. So then the, the really the last component of what I want you to concentrate on in 2016 is, and it's not a throwaway. You're like, don't, don't just like say, okay, whatever, we're, we're at the end and you know this is all I want to hear. You need to make sure you have the right mechanisms in place to track your return on investment because you can be spending a lot of money through SEO, through pay-per-click advertising, through paid online directories, and that money could go completely down the tubes if you don't have controls in place, if you don't know that you're spending X and you're getting X time a certain percentage, then you could very easily lose a lot of money in pay-per-click and or SEO and in a different online marketing channels. So what I want to encourage you to do is to put at a very minimum Google Analytics in place so you can track how many people got to the website, what they typed in to get there. Really, if you're doing all the things we've recommended to this point, the number of visitors getting to your website in 2016 should be on the rise. You want to track how you're ranking for your most important keywords. So on Google and Yahoo and Bing, for that 50 to 100 keywords, where do you rank? And track that on a monthly basis. Is the ranking moving up? Is it moving down? Is it stagnant? You need to know where you're at in terms of your rankings. And I really think you should have some type of call tracking in place so that you can hear recordings of your conversations so that you can say, look, here's how many calls we got from the organic SEO. Here's how many calls we got via pay-per-click and know your true return on investment. And that's the only real way to do that is to make sure that you have call tracking so that you can really quantify your return on investment. And there are great tools for that. There's call rail, there's mongoose metrics, there's call source. There, there's all kinds of tools, but the key is to make sure you're using call tracking but you're not doing it in a way that causes harm. So I talked earlier about having consistency of your name, address, and phone number. And if you don't have consistency, your rankings on the Google Maps will suffer. So what you want to do is make sure that you're either using a Java code where you're putting the tracking number on your website 
or you're using it in an image on your website. So you're not confusing Google. And by all means, you're not using different numbers on the different online directories. So don't put one number on Angie's List and a different number on City Search and a different number on Google Maps. That will create a mess for you in terms of your consistency. So use your main company number on the online directories. Just use call tracking on your website. And there are great tools now that will let you use dynamic swapping to see who called from what source and really drill down and know what your ROI is based on source. So make sure you've got these in place. And you know if you don't have at least these elements in place, do it right away. Don't spend another dollar on your online advertising until you have analytics, call tracking, and all of the mechanisms in place to really quantify what your return on investment is. So we've come a long ways. Hopefully you've stuck with me. I appreciate it. It looks like we've, we've maintained almost everybody that started with us. So thanks for sticking with me on the call. Hopefully you've got a really clear plan of action, right? You've identified things that you're doing well. You've identified things that you need to improve. And you're going to have pretty clearly focused on, I want you to pick two or three things that you can work on in the next 30 days to really improve what you're doing online and to position yourself for more leads, more sales, and more profitability in 2016. Now, if you'd like some help implementing these strategies, if you'd like to have me and my team look at your online rankings, look at your website, help you determine what paid online advertising you might want to be rolling out, if you'd like just to hand the whole thing off to us, that's what we do. But the next step really in the process would be to let us do an assessment for you. And actually, at this moment in time, I will personally conduct that assessment for you. We're, we'll start by looking at your service area and your services. And I'll develop a keyword list and show you exactly where you rank on Google and Yahoo and Bing right now. And the result might be that you're ranking on page one for everything. And if so, I'll tell you, great, you're, you're rocking it. The next thing is we're going to look at how your website converts. And we're going to look at the key conversion elements. And I'll give you direct feedback. Look, I think you should have more personality, or I think you should have this web form there. And I'll really share with you what you need to change on your website in order to get a better conversion rate. I'll look at the off-page factors that are really the things that you can't tell on your own. But if you're not ranking on, on page one, why is it? And it's going to be a function of do you have enough links? Do you have enough citations? Do you have enough online reviews? Or potentially, do you have bad links that need to be addressed? And I'll, and I'll give you a direct course of action. So if you'd like to schedule that, all you need to do is call our office at 866-610-4647. In the past, I've charged for these assessments. At this particular moment in time, I'm willing to do it completely free of charge. So, I mean, I just want you to think about the value of this. I, I will have my team do this research, and I'll personally spend time with you one-on-one -on -one in a live session looking at all of these variables with you. And I can assure you, you're going to get value. Also, I'll mail you a copy of our book, How to Trouble Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right, so that you have an additional resource just as a kind of a thank you for, for scheduling the call and spending that time with me. Now, I will tell you, we only work with one company in each market. Um, so if you're in a major market that we already have closed, unfortunately, we wouldn't be able to work with you. Um, if you're in a major market that we have open, I'll tell you, we're aggressively marketing to the to the major cities throughout the United States, and we're only going to work with one in each market. So 
if you think it would be of benefit to have me and my team execute these strategies for you and help you dominate the search engines and really take your company to the next level this year, I encourage you to act quickly to schedule your strategy call. You can do that either by calling our office or going to plumberseo.net slash schedule. That's plumberseo.net slash schedule. You'll have access to my calendar. You'll be able to pick the time and we'll be able to, to spend this time together and really get clear on what it's going to take to help you dominate uh, online and, and really take your company to the next level. So I've still got a lot of people on the call. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I, I hope this has been beneficial. Uh, truly, my goal with this session was to give you value, to really open the kimono and show you what we do for our clients and show you what's working so that whether you decide to do business with us or not, you've got a clear roadmap and you've got a plan that you can execute either on your own or with the assistance of me and my team. So being that there are a number of you here, um, I am going to stick around. Any questions that come through, I'll get you the details. Uh, I'll try and answer those questions for you, and um, and we can take it. We can take it from there. So let's let's just kind of drill down here. Uh, Ed's asking, are we working with anybody in the greater Los Angeles area? It's such a big it's such a big market. We do we do have we do have um, a, a client in that market. If you're in one of the outskirts, you know, not in a direct competitive market, that, that, that might be a possibility. You can reach out and we'll, and we'll let you know. Um, Kristen, can I do the strategy call with the client site? Um, Kristen, if, you know, I would, I would ask if you're asking me to do a strategy session with you that there'd be some possibility we do business together. So if you're, if you're just asking me to give you advice to get your clients better results, um, you know, that's something we can talk about. Maybe there's something else we can do, but um, really, these strategy sessions are for plumbing and HVAC business owners that, that need help, they want better direction, and um, potentially could work together. Amir says, thanks, Josh, a very nice person. <laughs> Thank you, Amir. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Luis says, Thank you for making SEO interesting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Very informative. Thank you, Deborah. I appreciate it. I'm trying to go through the, the list as we go. Let's see. So, Amir, you were asking about whether Angie's List and Yelp are good for paid. You know, it, it depends upon where you're at, right? I mean, if you're if you're a smart smart up company and you know there's really no revenues coming in at all, then it's not the best place to start. You know, you should be getting on the pre free listings. You should be optimizing your website for organic search. Really, when I'm talking about these paid channels and really where you can go next in order to take your company to the next level, I, I'm talking about bigger companies that are already getting good results and they want to move the needle. They want to tap into the next big, big opportunity. They want to dominate their market. Really, that's where some of these paid online directories fit in. Mike's asking if we have anybody in Calgary. I do not believe we have anybody in Calgary that, at this moment. So, you know, if you guys if you guys want to ask me if we've got markets available, just feel feel free to call the number or to schedule the strategy session, and we'll let you know right away whether we we could work with you in your market or not. So, just one last thing, I'm gonna, I'm going to pull up a visual for you guys since there's still so many of you on the call, and I want to continue to add value. This visual 
is what we call our digital dominance method. And it might be a little bit hard for you to see because, oops, because it's a little bit zoomed out. But what this is, it goes from one to eight. And if we look at the, the multi-million dollar companies that we deal with or that we've interviewed, most of them are doing six or seven of these eight things. And I, I listed them in sequence And we cut out for a second there, guys. I'm still here. <laughs> you can see my my face. I'm gonna keep going on this on this path. I'm sorry, something happened where we got dropped off a little bit there. Going in and out. So I, I think we're having an issue with. Um, with the, with the feed at this point, but um, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to stick with me on today's webinar. Again, I hope you got value from it. Um, I will be conducting more of these webinars as we go throughout the year. And so for those of you that are still with me, um, tell me what you'd like me to cover on a future webinar. Um, I'm debating whether I should do some case studies. So in other words, pick a client that we've been able to get great results for and kind of pick apart what we did and what that company did to, to get things to the next level and really look live at their website, look at the links that we developed, the citations that we built, the review strategy that we put in place, kind of unpack that for you. So that's one thing I'm considering. The other thing I'm considering is just having breakout sessions that might be a little bit shorter that go deeper into specific topics, like specifically how to optimize your Google map listings and get better results, like you know, getting more specific on online reviews, breaking down which tools are available, which ones are best. Um, spending some time talking about Facebook advertising and how to pick a target market on Facebook, give them an offer of some sort. So for those of you that are still with me, let me know Let me know what would be most interesting to you. Case studies, some specific topics. Okay, case studies would be awesome, says Luis. Thank you very much. I appreciate that feedback. <clears throat> Sir, Mike says, is there, there's a school for employers to go learn how to advertise for my company. That one, I don't, I don't, Mike, I'm sorry. I don't follow what you're asking. So if you repost that, that would be, that'd be great. Amir says, I'd like to see how one man shop went to a multi-million dollar business. Absolutely. I've got a couple case studies like that. So I can do, I can do one on that for sure. Got an email from you guys out in Florida. Yeah, Mike, we, we're based in Miami, Florida. That's correct. All right, guys. Well, well, thank you so much for your time on today's session. It was a it was an honor and a privilege. I'm excited for your your guys' growth potential in 2016. You guys now have a great platform. You've got all of the information you need. So go out execute it's going to be action that makes things happen so take the necessary action to accomplish your goals and um i, I really appreciate your time and 
love to talk with you when and if it makes sense for us to talk about how we might work together.